Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to our listeners from Social Media Today, uh, PRSA Voices Podcast, and across the web. This is a pretty cool recording I've got here. It's an exclusive recording of a presentation delivered uh, by the new president and CEO of Technorati. Her name is Shawnee Higgins, and she actually gave this talk at the PR Summit Conference in San Francisco earlier this month. I was a keynote there as well, and she previewed the blogging stats, the latest 2011 blogging stats, um, which will be included in this fall's 2011 State of the Blogosphere report. That's a report that we've all been watching for many years. Technorati releases it each year. So this is a rare chance to get an advanced glimpse into some of those numbers. Um, Some interesting highlights, 71% of bloggers only write about brands they think are reputable. And the way they perceive those reputations is often through mainstream media as well. Mommy bloggers are now getting 500 pitches a day, up from 50 last year, uh, making them obviously the most competitive and toughest bloggers to pitch. Um, 20% of bloggers, only 20%, say they like the pitches they get. That's actually probably a little better than mainstream media, but certainly room for improvement on our side of the fence if you're a marketer or a PR person. Uh, Blog accuracy, uh, at least the perception of blogs as accurate, continues to rise. Uh, The credibility of mainstream news uh, continues to erode. Uh, More brands are compensating bloggers, and brands like Vogue, Samsung, eBay, are all more invested in blogger outreach than they were a year ago. And Shawnee shares some pretty interesting case studies. So I think you are going to enjoy this. However, I must tell you, uh, I tapped into the house feed and the audio at the beginning is not great. You can hear it. It's fine. But there's a little hum in the back. It does get better as the podcast goes on. So stay with us. I think you're going to like this. Hi everyone, my name is Shana Higgins, I'm the CEO of Technorati, and today I'm going to talk to you about, and this is great because it's cut off, um, is there any way to move that uh, forward so we can actually get the percentage? It's not 4%, it's actually 64% of bloggers think that you're unprofessional. Um, and this, this, this uh, speech is going to really talk about how we can change that perception. So first off, let me tell you a little bit about Technorati um, and how we uncovered this assessment by bloggers. We're about social media. We grew up in the blogosphere giving rank and relevance to bloggers for the last seven years. Since then, we've vastly grown our offerings and have become the largest social media ad network out there. We focus on delivering social media solutions at scale uh, for marketers and brands. And this includes standard and custom display, social rich media products, as well as blogger outreach programs that we couple with. Yes. Um, Can everybody hear me or do you need me to hold the mic? Maybe I'll hold it a little better. There we go. Okay. Um, Is this better? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. 
All right, so uh, in addition to the blogger outreach programs that we do, we tend to couple that with media to, to arrive at scale. Let me tell you a little bit about the presentation and where the data points came from. To start with, um, every year we conduct in the fall uh, what's called the State of the Blogosphere Report. Uh, that in comprises uh, a survey that we send out to our bloggers. Last year's survey included over 7,000 blogger responses. In addition, we um, poll consumers as well as the readers of those bloggers. Uh, in this particular uh, version, we had over 1,000 respondents for that. We conducted blogger interviews with key bloggers as well as utilized uh, index data from technorati.com. In addition, we've supplemented this presentation with uh, learnings and key findings from our blogger outreach programs that we've conducted for our clients, as well as um, key information we've pulled from the relationships we've had established with bloggers and have been maintaining and growing for the last seven years. From a technology perspective, uh, we're always looking at the relationship um, between brands and bloggers and how to better it. The convergence of blogging, mainstream media, and other social media, and what changes are happening um, on a given sort of quarter, year, et cetera, as well as looking at consumers' trust around the sources of information that they're going to. More? Okay. Um, and this is uh, both for blogging, for traditional media, as well as from peer influence, and then also specifically around bloggers. Who are they going to get their information and their influence? So who are the bloggers? Let's start there. From the study, we learned that um, you can basically bucket them into two categories, hobbyists and professionals. From a hobby perspective, these are people just blogging for fun. That makes up about 65% um, of the bloggers. From a professional perspective, which is the ones we tend to focus on, there are really three tiers. There's your corporate bloggers, which represent your smallest tier at around 1%. Your professional um, corporate sort of uh, you know bloggers are really blogging full-time for their company. They're looking to share their expertise. They're looking to um, basically translate what they did in traditional media into the corporate environment. There's also the part-timers, which is your next grouping, around 13%. These are people who tend to supplement their income with their blog. Uh, one in three update, update their blog at least once a day. And they measure their success basically by the audience and, and, and the amount of traffic they're able to um, pull together on their blog. And in the most important category is your self-employed uh, professional. These people are blogging full or part-time, but they're actually pulling and deriving their income from their blogs. They 57% um, own a company and have a blog related to their business. And the last stat, which is cut off, is that um, they basically 19% uh, say their blog is their company. So they're heavily invested in the success of it. What more can I tell you about bloggers? Well, two-thirds are male, um, around 65% or 44 or under. They're more affluent and educated than the general population. You have 81% that have been blogging for more than two years. Uh, professionals blog at minimum of 10 hours plus per week. Uh, and 11% say blogging is their primary source of income. What's also um, important and sort of validates the Technorati.com authority index is that when you actually stack on the right here, and I'm really sorry, is there any way to maybe pull this forward? Because there's a lot of data points that are getting um, cut off. It's, it's stuck at that. OK. Um, but basically, uh, when we look at the Technorati top 100, the most um, high, highest ranked bloggers, they are 500 times more prolific than the average blogger, and that's huge. 
okay, what can we talk about um, around bloggers and mainstream media? Well, 33% of bloggers have worked with traditional media. This is an important stat. These are professionals. They're not amateurs. You cannot treat them um, any differently than you would treat mainstream media authors or writers um, or editorialists. 27% are still employed by the traditional media. 3% of all respondents blog for their traditional media employer, while 24% blog separately. 65% agree that blogs um, trending are taken more and more seriously year over year. And 48% agree that most people will get news and info from blogs in the next five years. So how are bloggers using social media themselves? Well, if we look at Facebook, 87% of all bloggers are on Facebook. 81% use Facebook to promote their blog. 64% use it as an interaction with their readers. 45% um, say Facebook is more effective as a traffic driver to their blog than it was a year ago. What's important, too, if we look at um, Twitter, and this is uh, talking about microblogging, but 73% of hobbyists and 88% of pros still use Twitter. More than half link Twitter to their blog. Yeah? I will happily send it to anybody. Um, there'll be an uh, email address. Um, you can just send a thing and I will uh, forward it on so you guys can get all of these data points and don't worry about copying them down. Um, one third of Twitter non-users, this is an important stat, um, actually say they prefer using uh, Facebook for their updates than Twitter. And I think you'll see that trend sort of continue. 34% um, say Twitter is actually more of an effective traffic source than it was a year ago. All right, so what does this mean for brands? This is important. Nearly half of non-corporate bloggers write about brands. A quarter of bloggers overall post product or brand reviews monthly, and a fifth of bloggers post weekly. 20% of corporate bloggers post daily about products and services. They're talking about you. <laughs> it's important to get on their good side, to give them the right information, to give them the stuff that is going to actually make their write-up more meaningful to your initiative um, as well as to their audience. What's influencing the blogger? Single-handedly, other blogs that they read um, are up there as far as what's most important for where they're getting their influence. Um, social media accounts that they follow are not as important. Conversations with friends are not as important. And even traditional news sites are not as important. What's interesting is the influencers are being influenced by the influencers. Um, bloggers care deeply about brand reputation. It's, brand acceptance is a must if you want to get bloggers to actually write about your initiative. 42% of respondents say that they blog about brands they love or hate, while 34% say they never talk about brands on their blogs. Among respondents who do blog about brands, 51% say they rarely review products, services, brands, or companies. And among corporates who talk about brands on their blog, 48% say they post reviews on a weekly basis. 71% only write about brands and products who they feel are reputable and that they approve of. 13% boycott products and, and brands. 90% care which advertisers are actually next to their content. 33% of hobbyists and more than 50% of the pros look at reputation when determining whether or not to write about something. So if you have an unreputable brand, um, my suggestion is get more money for their initiative because it's gonna cost you, win it's gonna cost you big to win over influence. Okay, so this is probably where the um, most important sort of stats come from. Two that really give an opportunity to you guys in this space. 
As I mentioned at the beginning of this speech, 64% of bloggers say they are treated less professionally by brand representatives than are the traditional media. They worked in traditional media. They know the standards. When you're treating them less um, professionally than their peers, they're going to reflect that in what they actually do or don't write for you. 50% of pros and 25% of hobbyists have been approached by a company to write about their brand or products. And that stat's almost a year old. It's quadrupling. There is so much noise out there for bloggers. The importance of having a professional interaction is critical. The red stat is probably the most important I'm going to present to you. Only 20% characterize their interactions with brand representatives as positive. That means 80% of the time, they're looking negatively at the outreach you guys are doing. That means if you're actually doing a good job, you have a lot more um, opportunity to get success as a result of your actions than if you're part of the 80%, treating them like you know some hobbyist on the side that you just want to leverage and use for your initiative. The majority of bloggers are aware um, of the FTC rulings on disclosure, with a higher awareness, obviously, among pro segments. It's almost up to 70%. We polled them um, when the FTC ruling came into effect to see whether or not that ruling had an effect, and two-thirds actually said it didn't really change too much. One-third say they are, as a result of um, the ruling, more likely to disclose the relationships with the brand. Um, but two important keynotes to take out of this is that bloggers are actually offended if brands ask them to cross the line. And more importantly, um, even if uh, you are talking to a professional blogger or a hobby blogger and they're the perfect one for your initiative, it's important that you combined, um, you know, adhere to the FTC guidelines and always, always, always take it to the professional level of full disclosure. We focused a little bit on women bloggers in our study because it's one of the most coveted um, blogging segments that brands are after. What's interesting is they only really represent about 5% of bloggers. However, they're some of the most active um, and most uh, brand associated. So 13% of this group say they primarily blog about parenting. Um, the rest of the time they're talking about entertainment, health, travel, technology, and news. This is important when you're vetting blogs for your initiative. You're going to get the directive from a client. I want mommy bloggers. Um, the truth of the matter is that uh, mommy bloggers aren't just talking about parenting. Don't disqualify a site because the topics for the last week are, are not about parenting specific. There's only so much they can say on the parenting topic. There are other areas of interest that are just as important to their readers. 81% uh, of mommy blogs update their blogs at least once a week. 20% blog from a tablet or a smartphone, and I'm sure you'll see in our new study coming out in fall um, that these numbers will just continue to escalate um, because they're already 66% more frequent than the year before using these um, other devices. 92% use Facebook and 75% use Twitter to promote their blog, uh, and they are the most likely of all bloggers to blog about brands. 55% of them follow brands on social media sites like Facebook. 54% have been approached by a brand, and half say that a brand's reputation influences their willingness to write about it. Um, I think a year ago, one of the stats we have, uh, we bought a um, the Silicon Valley Moms um, group, uh, as some, um, and Jill Asher came in as our publisher, and she is somebody who's been working with brands for years and was commenting to me the other day um, that uh, it's grown from something like, I think last year, on average, a day they were getting 50 requests from brands to blog about some product or initiative or service. Um, 
in the most recent sort of poll, it's almost up to 500 a day. There's a lot of noise out there, especially for the um, the most popular of the mommy mommy blogging sites. Um, so what's important to note there is you've got a lot of competition, but what's also important to note is there's a lot of other um, sites to look at that are going to be just as relevant, if not even sometimes more so, um, if you're willing to go a little bit lower um, in the reach factor uh, to, to approach these bloggers. And 72%, so a slide that, uh, or a stat that got cut off, of mom bloggers report that blogs are taken more seriously today um, as info sources. We also polled consumers because it's important to understand um, how they're viewing uh, the influencers uh, and the stuff and the write-ups that are happening there. 46% trust media less, traditional media less than they did five years ago. While the blogosphere hasn't yet replaced traditional media, it's becoming more firmly entrenched as an information source and consumers' trust in traditional media is dropping. 35% believe blogs are taken more seriously and 19% believe blogs are actually written better than traditional media sources. Compared with other media, blogs outpace other social media and many traditional media in terms of generating consumer recommendations and purchases. And this is reflected by the steadily increasing levels of brands engaging with the blogosphere. Okay, so here's um, just some quick stats on consumers and uh, how they trust sources for brand and product and service information. And as you'll see, blogs actually stack up right there right now with traditional sources. Um, they actually even beat uh, a lot of the Twitter and Facebook um, uh, sources. However, friends and family, which are sort of cut off, go off the chart here as far as being the most influential still. As far as recommending products and services from these information sources, consumers, again, um, the trend continues. Blogs, um, your friends on Facebook, and then your traditional sort of sources, as well as your friends and family, tend to top the charts as far as what's going to carry a recommendation through. And purchase intent, you'll see the same thing. Blogs are still extremely important um, in influencing purchase intent by consumers. So what have we learned as a company? Um, it's the hard way. <laughs> have to go through it to understand it. Uh, first off, let me talk a little bit about, in our own blogger outreach programs, what Technorati Media does. Um, so first, there's a very particular thing that we look for. Um, we start with looking at authority and influence in the blogosphere. Then we look at traffic, um, but not just traffic. We look at how they're using Twitter, how they're using Facebook, and now how they're using Google+, as well as any other platforms. We look at what their social share capacity is. We look at how professional they are, how many of these bloggers started as a hobby but have now actually turned this into a true business. Is the blogger responsive? Do they take things personally? Do they produce positive or negatively trending content? What do we know about their interests? What kind of campaigns do they like to hear about from us? Um, and beyond the vertical, are they a fit with the brand? It's really important that you're always matching tone, not just topic, um, because if you approach a blogger that is completely adverse to the sort of tone and, and and personality of your brand, you can have a real negative reaction, a real negative experience, um, which can be avoided if you just you know, filter those from the beginning. For a recent brand initiative as an example, we looked at specific positioning and messaging of the marketing efforts that the brand had did over the last or had done over the last year, and we found bloggers who were a match. They they had wanted young, urban, style conscious, but we threw in the additional filter of socially conscious because it really matched with what the brand efforts had been doing, and it meant so much more to the bloggers we reached out to when we mentioned that as part of the criteria of why they were selected, and it really fostered a stronger relationship and an interaction that we were able to pull as a result. So we're about halfway through the talk with Shawnee now. When she comes back, 
She's going to talk to you about what bloggers want and how to cut through the noise. Uh, but before I get on with her presentation, an apology. I uh, have decided, along with the folks at Social Media Today, to uh, cancel the international portion of my hands-on social media training tour. Uh, we just didn't have the numbers in Europe to justify going through with it. Um, uptake in Asia and uh, Australia was pretty good, but in order for uh, the tour to make sense, uh, we had to have numbers in Paris and London as well. Um, London, uh, well, our training facility was right in the riot areas, and uh, we were sort of honing in on the cancellation deadline right around the time of the riots, so we didn't have good uptake there. And honestly, in France, we had almost no uptake at all. Um, so we were too aggressive on this tour, and I apologize if you signed up there and um, you know you bought a plane ticket or something like that, and you had to cancel it. Uh, please let me know because we are offering some compensation to those of you uh, if you had to cancel a flight or anything like that. Um, at the same time, I do want to let you know about another uh, European training opportunity that I'm involved with, uh, which is a potential alternative you may want to consider. Um, on October 10th and 11th, I will be delivering the German-American Social Media Bootcamp training in Berlin. And if you want to get information about that, uh, you can get it at ontherecordpodcast.com forward slash Berlin. It's not exactly the same course as the Social Media Today hands-on training course, but a lot of the same items are covered. And uh, I think it's definitely worth considering if you're based in Europe and you want training and um, we weren't able to uh, complete your session there. Um, so again, my apology. Uh, hopefully next time uh, we'll be more successful in, in the venture. Um, and if you are interested in uh, taking the hands-on training course, we are doing New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. Um, and there is still some space left, but that one's, those are filling up pretty quickly. There's only 30 slots per city. Um, it's you know a, a workshop with a lot of um, back and forth discussion between uh, the participants and myself. So we like to keep them small. Also, the venues are not hotels. They're uh, computer training facilities. So the size of the classroom usually caps out at 30 as well. Um, in any event, um, I hope you'll uh, uh, give us a shot next time when we, when we try it again. Uh, and now uh, let's get back to um, Shani's presentation on blogging stats. So what are bloggers looking for? This is probably the most important information I can provide to you. Um, first of all, they're looking for uh, audience value. This is first and foremost. A coupon is not that exciting to them. You got to empower them with something unique, limited, special, and they will go above and beyond to promote that value onto their readers. Help, help them succeed and they will return the favor. Invest in the quality of your pitches. Get above the noise. With only 20% of brand reach outs viewed by bloggers as positive experiences, there's a lot of opportunity for you to be one of those. Think about what's in it for them. Think about their audience. Think about um, letting those value propositions lead your communication with them. Give them quality info to work with. They will invest the time if you have. So when you send a quick email and you send it to a blast, you know, a blast of 200, 300,000 bloggers, you're not going to get a very high response rate. If you actually tailor and customize it, you'll see um, a much better uh, improvement on your return on investment. 
Be respectful. Be respectful. If you wouldn't pitch to mainstream media, do not pitch this to a blogger. They view themselves as professionals, and they are, um, and they should be treated as such. Offer recognition. This is one of the most important things that we realized um, had a huge success in our uh, sell-through rate of, of uh, promotions or ideas or whatnot that we took to the blogging community. For us, we actually couple a lot of our blogger outreach programs with traditional media. What we do is we actually pull the content that these bloggers are creating on behalf of the brands into the media and promote them across our network and off our network as part of the traditional media campaign. It gives the blogger exposure, it brings more value to the content, and it adds scale to whatever your efforts have gone into in getting some of that really good content created. Um, as a brand, you can offer link backs or, or backlinks. You can promote the bloggers on your Facebook page or on your you know, destination page or whatever it is for the particular effort you're, um, you're doing. But giving them some exposure will hugely help your ability to actually convert them into a writer for you. Um, focus on the long-term relationship. Think about establishing focus groups, brand ambassadors. Keep the relationships warm and useful on both sides. And also compensate them for their time, period. You gotta get out, you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. If you want a blogger to be thoughtful and really do a great review around a product or really you know, give a contest or something else, an initiative that you're working on, a lot of voice and a lot of you know, coverage, then you gotta pay them for that time. It's gonna take them away from doing other things and their, their expectation is a lot higher these days um, around compensation. So what are some of the trends that we've seen since the study um, kind of going uh, through the last nine months? First of all, the level of professionalism does continue to rise. There's a much more integrated use of social media, um, and it's more widespread than ever. Bloggers are becoming more savvy about compensation. No longer is there a stigmatism around the paid post idea. It's now actually the opposite. Um, they're well aware that they're helping brands achieve their goals, and they want to get um, paid for it. Just, letting a, just giving them a product is not enough anymore, unless it's a really big product, uh, because there's a lot of other companies and competitors out there doing the same. Um, one of the things that we've definitely seen trending is uh, brands paying for bloggers to attend conferences. Um, and this is something that really rewards them, gets them great coverage, fosters a, a tighter relationship, um, and really gives the ability of a blogger to truly become a brand advocate. Uh, bloggers are inundated with brands. There's so much noise these days, so you have to be very strategic and resourceful um, in your outreach. Um, and the whole brand ambassador and brand enthusiast uh, actually now receive stipends to help amplify brand messages. Uh, there was a recent, uh, a few recent um, sort of ambassador programs included like the Walmart Moms, the Lifetime Moms, and uh, I think uh, uh, Condé Nast and Vogue just announced the uh, Thousand Strong Influencer Network. If you have a brand like Vogue, um, you're definitely at an advantage because you can use that cachet and the exclusivity of who you select um, to go around having to pay these bloggers, but what you do still have to provide is value. And what Vogue does is basically, they're not compensated with money, but they are compensated with news and first looks at a lot of the products. Okay, so I want to talk real quickly about a few examples, and this is um, approaches that we've had um, success with uh, from the Technorati side. So to begin with, um, Samsung. 
The goal for Samsung was to drive awareness and interest in the release of their new phone, the Samsung Galaxy S. Uh, what they had was 13 phones that they were willing to give out to bloggers. So we did the vetting uh, for them, selected really highly influential bloggers, um, uh, supplied them with the phones, and then had them post their reviews to their blogs, which we then aggregated into what we call these conversational ads. Um, and you'll see one, uh, sorry, right there. So as these um, reviews were being generated, uh, dynamically we're pulling them into the campaign as it's running. So whether it was over three months or, or whatnot, always the content is refreshing with the latest and greatest coming from these bloggers. What was really successful about this initiative is that the write-ups that we got from the blogging community actually ended up being um, the top search results within Google. Uh, for the Samsung phone. Um, and the conversation ad was targeted to verticals uh, endemic to where uh, Galaxy was trying to hit, as well as uh, demographics. Uh, and you can't read that on the bottom. But we targeted uh, specifically to their target audience. So they were able to see the great content both on the blog but off the blog as well. Another great example was eBay. When they launched their inside source, they wanted to increase and drive traffic to the inside source website. So again, we utilized uh, for scale the conversational ad. We showcased articles from a select number of Technorati bloggers within the fashion, home and garden, and culture uh, verticals. They wrote original content in line with the editorial calendar for the inside source. And all of that went back um, to both eBay and the inside source um, uh, website. The last example is uh, a new series premiere, The Charlie's Angels and Once Upon a Time, that we did uh, for ABC. These also had to deal with uh, conversation ads targeted to TV and entertainment enthusiasts, celebrity fanatics, and moms and Disney fans. Um, in this one, we actually sent this out to a much larger community, around 12,000 bloggers within the entertainment verticals. We emailed a press release and gave them access to first look videos for the new series. We encouraged them to write about it. Um, we got over 180 bloggers posting articles about this. And this wasn't a paid for um, post uh, uh, initiative. This was truly blogger outreach. And what was nice about this one is if you have something compelling, and especially in the entertainment vertical um, around a new release, you can get pretty widespread adoption um, by the bloggers. But it has to be something that gives them an edge over others um, and or you know, traditional media sources for them to really take, make it a priority and, and do a good job on spreading um, what I call the love. Okay, so changing the perception by bloggers. First and foremost, relationships are hard work. Brands need to cultivate relationships and work one-on-one -on -one with bloggers for each campaign. Uh, you may be better poised to work with certain partners who are in touch with bloggers all the time as opposed to doing the sort of you know, shotgun approach of just, at this moment, I need an initiative. Let me drum up all these new relationships for the next two weeks. Um, one of the things, uh, a great example of this is uh, uh, we worked as an inter intermediary for Sony um, a year or two back, and it's one of my favorite examples. They were launching one of their new HD cameras. They wanted to get it into the hands of bloggers for the South by Southwest conference so that they would use it in their interviews um, during the conference. It wasn't a unique initiative. Sony had been giving products to bloggers um, for a while before they uh, reached out to us, but they had always had a sort of lackluster um, sense of results with it because bloggers first had to disclose that they had gotten a free product, and anything they said right after that sort of was you know, muddied as far as um, its value to its audience, because of course you're going to say something nice, you got a free camera. Um, with us stepping in as the intermediary at Technorati, we were able to do the selection of the bloggers. Bloggers were able to promote the fact that it wasn't Sony that picked them, it was actually Technorati that picked them, um, and that Technorati gave them a Sony camera, and now they were 
using the Sony camera to cover all these great things at South by Southwest. And to amplify it, we um, promoted these bloggers and their posts in these ads that we syndicated across our network. So they got some visibility. We showed their faces. We showed um, them using the camera. We showed their posts um, related to or the videos that they were producing at South by Southwest. They became immediate brand ambassadors, had a true whole good feeling about it. They disclosed everything to their audience, but their audience got engaged because it felt like these were special bloggers. They had been recognized by Technorati. They had been gotten a benefit from Sony, and here they were producing great content for the end user. And everyone won. The amounts of tweets and retweets and um, shares of their post, et cetera, was incredibly viral and incredibly successful. So sometimes having an intermediary step in in the middle can really help sort of take care of that um, uh, basically uh, disclosing sort of taint that can happen when you give directly a product to a blogger. Think qualitatively, not just quantitatively. Don't just focus on reach. Um, focus on the blogger who is talented, who's authentic, who's an interesting writer, who's active across multiple social platforms. Um, amplify their content via paid media. Get some scale into your program. Consider thoughtful, relevant content that the brand can surround themselves versus just a review or a mention. And add value. It's not just what you want the blogger to do. It's bloggers need to create value for their end user. So how are you going to help them do that? And last and most important, be professional. They will respect you for it, um, and you will see a much greater return on your efforts as a result. And in the appendix, and again, you guys can get this, you don't have to copy it down, um, I just put some resources in for social media management and measurement, some that we've used, some that uh, were even on there. If you want to look at sort of mentions using technology.com free services, some of these are not free, um, but they are certain things you might want to look into. And that's it. Any questions? Yeah, my contact email, um, that's a general email. Mine is shiggins, S-H-I-G-G-I-N-S, at technoratimedia.com. Um, one other thing, if nobody has any questions, or if you do, please raise your hand. But um, our State of the Blogosphere is coming out in the fall. Uh, we're right now designing the survey. I'd be curious to know from a PR perspective, what are some questions, um, either via the consumers or the bloggers that we're going to be outreaching to, or even some of the brands that we're going to be speaking with? What are some of the questions you guys would love to see answered out of this report, things you've been dying to know? Um, anything? Yeah. Um, do bloggers want to be treated by the PR Like, what are some successful um, sort of, okay, and things and to avoid doing, probably, like a little bit of both. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. Mm hmm. How many people, out of curiosity, currently pay bloggers to attend conferences? Wow, not that many. How many people pay bloggers to actually write posts for them? Wow, so it's all mostly uh, earned media, huh? <laughs> the hard stuff. Okay. Um, anything else that uh, I can uh, incorporate? No? Great. Any other questions? Yes? I do. Um, on your uh, last slide, you have yes. all these resources. Uh -huh. There's a lot of them. Yes. Is there anything that stands out? Or is there anything that you can describe? Because you know, we have to go through each one of these to figure out where someone's 
are. You know what? It's it's really different for every single initiative. That's why I threw a whole bucket load of them on because um, you know, and and I think that's one thing you should take out of my presentation: it, customizing your um, efforts to the specific initiative of your brand or the or the product or the whatever it is is so is as important as selecting the bloggers and filtering through them as is sort of the measurements. Everybody's got a different backend measurement, so there's not going to be one tool that works for everyone. There's going to be different tools for different initiatives that you should be looking at. And there's constantly more, you know, developing. Um, we're all looking for, you know, one source to go to that could just, <laughs> by a click of a button, tell us exactly how we did and exactly what we need to do next. Um, but they don't exist. So you got to kind of leverage what is out there. Um, if, uh, if, you, if you tell me, email me more and more specifically, and then I can give you some, um, you know, con consultation on some of the stuff that we've done. I didn't. Um, it's a, I, I didn't include it because it's about it's it's two years old. Um, it's just one of my darling ones because it was something that one we did in a matter of forty eight hours, which was incredible, and I do not recommend doing that. <laughs> um, but it was also something that we just had a super like it was it just executed perfectly, and everything couldn't have gone better. Um, and you don't get a lot of those um, that are as perfect as that. Um, but it was also just I think the ingredients of it were super important. There was a timely aspect to it, right? There was an event, so you had to write something within a certain time or accept this or whatnot. We had the ability to quickly ascertain who the most authoritative were that were actually going to the event because it wouldn't help us just to send it to any blogger. They had to actually be going there. Um, and then the fact that we were able to promote them and showcase them um, really drove engagement and then also added a sense of fun. What, what Sony provided, the product they gave, was a fantastic product. So it was something that really helped the bloggers um, provide a better experience for their audience. So every Everybody won, um, and that's why it's an example I love to share. That is a good example. Yeah. Have you done that since? Um, we, we're, we're doing a lot. We actually um, focused for, the, like, we, we kind of did that um, off sort of product strategy. We weren't really in the blogger outreach business. We were in the paid media business. In the last six months, the demand um, on us for kind of getting into this space and providing some of these services and managed services for our brands um, has just skyrocketed. So we're right now sort of developing out our product. These are all just very recent things that we've done. Um, but you can continue to watch us because we're going to be doing a heck of a lot more in this space. Yeah. If you could speak directly to a blogger right now, mm -hmm. uh, One of the things you think that bloggers are overlooking in terms of when they try to expand their reach, something that they can do, and how would a blogger get on your radar on technologies um, all right, so let's start with the first one. So the first question is, what would I say to a blogger as far as how to expand their reach? Yeah. So it's really important to write. I mean, that's the most important thing that I can sit there and say. The difference between, as I showed you in our index, a, a top 100 blogger with the most influence in that is the number of sort of articles and things that they're writing about. So they have to be active. Growing your social media sort of outposts, which is your Twitter following, your Facebook following, getting on Google+, integrating, making the messaging you're sending out to your audience relevant all the time is, is super important too. Um, you know, uh, entertaining opportunities from brands where it's actually something that could be valuable to their audiences. You know, returning some of these calls and finding out a little bit more and giving some attention to that can also be super helpful. Um, because it's really, you know, their audience is their customer and, and they have to grow that base in order to be so more successful. And writing more, writing better, um, and getting out there is super important for that. 
And the second question you had was, remind me again. Well, getting on your radar, how, how many of you, for example, if I wrote a blog post mm -hmm. and I had 3,000 people read it in two weeks, mm -hmm. is that considered a, a, a decent, I mean, it depends. Everything sort of comes and goes, right? The longevity of posts isn't that long. So really, um, how quickly you can get, uh, you know, uh, basically links back and shares and all of that kind of stuff will influence how quickly you can rise in authority with us. But it's also temporary. We don't hold people um, as experts or, or, authority or authoritatively in a particular topic if they can't sustain it. So there's a sense of, of the one-hit wonder may spike you, but you'll leave. You've got to keep consistency up in order to remain there as far as being on our radar. So how many it's a good question. I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have an exact amount because every category is also different. Certain certain categories will have much more frequency and a heck of a lot less volume, um, or depth of article. Others will have longer. It's all relevant to the the category. There's not one single sort of average. I'm sorry, I can't give you a specific number. Uh, any other questions? I think we need to wrap up because we're running over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the back. That's a great question. We have not focused on sort of the under 18 at all. Um, everything has always been from the adult category up. Um, you know, so so to answer your question, the, the the response is that we go towards the parenting side, not to the the child side. Um, and I think that's a that's a you know a, a problem that you have across the board in general. And, and where unless you're going to you know children's TV shows, how do you actually get in front of them in, in meaningful ways? Um, and right now, it's really by the parents. Parents will respect you more for trusting them to take your message forward, as opposed to potentially going around them in some you know sneaky fashion or whatnot. So I'd say leverage the parents because they're more vocal than the kids at this point, and you want them on your side. Um, okay, thank you guys very much. Um, again, just email me if you want the presentation. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.